You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The global game tonight. Simon Hill, Alex Brosk. Every Tuesday, as we know, from nine o'clock. A new Brisbane Raw coach, Nick Green, and Sydney FC midfielder Jack Rodwell. Are the special guests tonight, Simon. So you're going to have your hands full. Good morning, mate. Morning. Uh, yeah, it's a busy show tonight. Normally is. Uh, we only have two hours, so we're going to race through everything in the world of football. So uh, looking forward to it. It'll be fun. What did you make of Pride Round in the A-League? Pretty good, to be honest. Um, we had some cracking games. We also had some controversy, particularly with regards to refereeing decisions um, and we also saw a quite amazing goal from a young kid who's going to be a real star and that's uh, Nestor Irankunda, uh, the Adelaide United winger who's only just turned 17 and scored an absolute howitzer of a goal against uh, Melbourne Victory and he's starting to make a bit of a habit of that so uh, I don't think it's going to be too long before the big uh, European leagues come sniffing around and uh, uh, dangling checks out to Adelaide United. I hope they can resist for at least 12 months because it'd be lovely to, to see him uh, stay here for a while. But uh, there's no doubt he's got as much potential, if not more, than as Garen Qual, who, of course, is, uh, is now over there as well. It's that classic case, isn't it? I mean, you, they, they burst into the spotlight and you go, gee, it's, isn't it great to have him in the spotlight? But now the spotlight's on him, which means that everybody's looking at him even more. I remember when Jonah Lomu made his made his international sort of scene in the 2005 Rugby World Cup and he trampled over Mike Catt to score the try. And the commentators said at the time, Kiwi commentators said, damn it, he was a secret until then. And that's the kind of scenario, <laughs> that's the kind of scenario that I hear when, you, when you're talking about players in the A-League. But uh, what about red cards? 26 straight red cards so far this season, still eight rounds to go. Um, if you go looking for the other numbers, you go back to 27-18 and there were 21 red cards. So all over that and still eight rounds to go. Is there is there a, dis- a disciplinary pro- problem in the A-League at the moment? Uh, <laughs> that's an interesting question. I, I, I think what's happened is that at the start of the season, the referees were told to clamp down on certain things. And we're seeing the results of that in an increased number of red cards. Uh, personally, I think it's a, a few too many. Uh, that's not to defend, you know, serious foul play because obviously that has to be sanctioned. But uh, I, I do think we're in danger of over-refereeing the games and in, in certain instances, spoiling the, the, the matches. Um, now, you know, I'm not going to go into individual examples of that but uh, I, I do think there is, there's been at least a handful this season when you know perhaps a little bit more leniency could be shown but it, again it depends on your point of view you know there's a lot of people involved in our game who are absolute sticklers for the rules and uh, you know the problem is with with the rules in football is that a, a lot is left open to interpretation and now that we've added the VAR to that we are having uh, different added interpretations on top of uh, the different interpretations that we had in the first place. <laughs> so it's, it's all causing an awful lot of consternation. Um, 
That's why I've always said all along, I'm personally not in favour of VAR. Uh, I'd prefer to just go with the referee's call. And uh, if he makes a mistake, well, you know, he makes a mistake. It's, it's a human game. We get on with it. But uh, with the VAR now, we, you know, we're stopping games to, to, to look at decisions again and again and again. And, uh, yeah, as a result, perhaps in part, we're, we're getting more red cards as well. What about the season snapshot at this stage um, with, what, eight rounds to go, mate? Melbourne City, um, by far and away, the best team at the moment, 37 points. So they're well clear, mm-hmm. but there's a fair old logjam. So who's, who's, in your sense, at this stage of the season, the team to threaten Melbourne City in the back end? Well, probably the Central Coast Mariners, to be honest. I mean, that sounds straightforward because they're actually the team in second at the moment, although they're level on points with Western Sydney Wanderers and Adelaide United. Uh, And the Wanderers, you know, certainly added firepower to their ranks and experience and know-how in the the January transfer window with the acquisition of Morgan Schneiderlin and Amor Layuni, both of whom looked terrific uh, uh, acquisitions by Marco Rodin. But I think the Mariners have uh, have goals in them and they have an energy and a, a dynamism about them that can be hard to live with when they're on song. Now, they do have a few off days. Uh, most teams in the league do. Melbourne City have fewer than any of the rest, which is why they're well clear at the top. Uh, and I still think they're very much the team to be. But yeah, I would say, you know, the next three teams in line, Central Coast, probably the standouts, Western Sydney and Adelaide, who, you know, I've already mentioned Nestoria and Kunda. Uh, their big star, of course, is Craig Goodwin. They've got other players who, you know, contribute a lot as well. So I think the winners will... <laughs> I, know that, I know this is sitting on the fence an awful lot, mate, but uh, I think the winners will come from one of those four, with Melbourne mm. City clearly the standout at the moment. Obviously, tonight you'll uh, cover Ange Postacoglu's uh, latest success and also internationally. We haven't spoke since um, news broke of the Matildas and Socceroos locking in matches against England this year. I, I like the fact that, that, that Football Australia can continue to deliver strong and positive news out of the Matildas and Socceroos. And then this morning we get the Matildas are going to play France in a friendly match at uh, Marvel Stadium on July 14. So tickets going on sale for that one, 15th of March. There's so much good positivity coming out of both Matildas and Socceroos at the moment. Yeah, well, that's right. And, uh, you know, obviously the Socceroos had a great World Cup and uh, hopefully the Matildas are going to have a great World Cup. Um, The expectations are obviously, you know, much higher with the Matildas because they're expected to actually challenge uh, for the trophy and um, you know the, those games against England which I think is in <clears throat> excuse me April uh, in London uh, and then the, the farewell game if you like not that they're going anywhere because it's at home of course the World Cup but uh, they're playing France at Marvel Stadium and you know France are one of those teams that could quite easily win the World Cup having said that uh, the French have got a few problems at the moment there's a few women's national teams at the moment around the world that have got a few issues and uh uh, France are one of them. Wendy Renard, who is probably the one of one of the best central defenders in world football in the women's game, uh, has basically said she's not going to play. Um, whilst the current coach Corinne Diaka is is still in charge, and a couple of others have have followed suit as well. This is on the back of 15 players for Spain saying they're not going to play uh, until Jorge Vilda, the national team coach, is removed. Um, and the Canadian uh, women's team, who won Olympic gold, you might remember, in Tokyo, uh, are at loggerheads with their federation overpaying conditions. So, 
Oh. Yeah, there's a few issues for, for some of the potential challenges for the, for the World Cup. Um, all of which, you never know, might just play into Australia's hands, particularly on home soil. Yeah, players have the power. There's no question about that. Good on you, mate. Have a good show tonight. Thanks, mate. All the best. The Global Game, Simon Hill, Alex Sprost, uh, tonight, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. New Brisbane Royal coach Nick Green and Jack Robwell from Sydney FC, the special guests. Uh, the best FIFA award winners have been uh, named from 2022, Sam Kerr voted in the best women's world 11, scored in her 100th game for Chelsea at the weekend. Messi, of course, the best men's player. And the best FIFA fan award for 2022 goes to the Argentinian fans. It's 20 minutes after 11 o'clock. Back after this, plenty of time for your calls. one 1170